in today's show, I'm going to be previewing week 11, week 12, all-star break week, whatever you want to call it, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Week, week preview time? Yep, that's what we're looking at. But this is always a weird week because we're heading into the All-Star break. So the, this is a hard show to do because some leagues will combine and you should do this, combine the two weeks into one. Some will run them as separate weeks, which is insanity, but some do it. So what I'm trying to do is the way that I think it should be done and the way that majority of leagues do it, and that is by looking at uh, the two weeks combined. Most leagues will give you double the acquisitions. Some won't. Some will give you double the games limits. Some There's whole different ways of things that get done this week. So just whatever I mentioned, just take it very broadly. Take it very non-specifically to your league because you're going to have probably some different things. The other thing that always gets me around this time of the year, and people might find this weird considering I do this for a job, but the nomenclature of naming weeks. People often say to me, hey, should I start the playoffs in week 18? And I guess because I deal with ESPN and Yahoo and Fantrax and CBS and all these different things, and sometimes they have different systems. So if you say week 18, does that mean that you're counting this double week as week 11? Because some sites will count it as week 11 and week 12 combined together. So the first half is week 11, the second half is week 12. So when we get to the playoffs, those week numbers actually mean nothing. Uh, and my brain gets completely confused about talking about those things. So often if you say week 19, I'll never have any understanding of what you're talking about unless you give me a date. Um, and that's where things start to get mucked up. So we're going to look at things from our normal weekly perspective, but also what would stay tuned at the end of the show is because at this point in the season, the All-Star break is a natural injury recurrent or injury return time frame. It's not that everyone magically heals over the All-Star break. It's if someone is sort of ready to go now, they might say, oh, I've only got three more days until a break, and then we get an extra, you know, that gives us 10 extra days of recovery um, rather than put you in for one game and then sit you out for five days. That can screw up our recovery. So a bunch of guys who might be almost ready to go might not return now, but post-All-Star break is always a good target, and we'll talk about those guys later in the show. Enough of me waffling. Let's look at week 11 slash 12, however you want to phrase it. And because it is a double week, some teams are going to play more games. Three teams, in fact, play six games over this two-week period. The Blazers, the Spurs, and the New Orleans Pelicans. That's awesome when we're looking at weekly leagues. That gives you know, huge boosts in value. The problem, I guess, there with the Spurs is we don't know when we're going to get Derek White or Keldon Johnson uh, or you know, Devin Vassell or Rudy Gay and those guys back, you know, DeRozan. What's Aldridge's status going to be over those six games? So even though there is six games for the Spurs coming up, who the bloody hell knows how that works? Now, I guess the good thing is we know there's three games after the break for them. So those COVID guys will almost assuredly be back then. And maybe they're back for, they have a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, and then a game on Thursday. So maybe they play five out of the six games. Maybe they play all six games. We just don't know. So that's an uncertainty there. But the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Blazers all have six games. 
13 teams play five games. 13 teams play four games. The five-game teams, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Bulls, the Mavericks, Wizards, Nuggets, Raptors, Magic, Thunder, Rockets, Sixers, and Pacers. The four-game teams, Wolves, Jazz, Clippers, Hornets, Cavs, Knicks, Nets, Pistons, Bucks, Celtics, Kings, Suns, and Warriors. And then right down at the bottom, the Los Angeles Lakers play three games. So that renders all of your Lakers useless for weekly leagues apart from... We know Anthony Davis is going to be out over this time, um, but guys like Harrell and Schroeder and Kuzma, if you had him, uh, Horton Tucker in deeper leagues, Wes Matthews, Contavious Kawhi, Pope, wherever it is, with only three games over the next two weeks, in a weekly changes league is useless. In even a daily changes league, like getting three games while other teams are doubling them up in that time, if you're battling for playoff spots, that might be really hard for you to deal with, especially for subpar players like Kuzma, uh, who is a, a pretty clear drop at this point, I'd say. If you look at the schedule for the week, Monday we have seven, Tuesday we have seven, Wednesday we have nine, and then Thursday we have nine. All right, so that's, you don't normally get that many games on a Thursday, but that's how we've got it to start this week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we don't play. So we've got five days off. Then we have two games on the Wednesday, 11 on the Thursday, that's a monster, seven on the Friday, eight on the Saturday, and nine on the Sunday. Really big, big, busy Thursdays there in this two-week period. So in terms of days that we're looking to stream, in week one, Tuesday, uh, sorry, Monday and Tuesday, both were seven games. You could maybe do it uh, Wednesday, Thursday. just depends with, uh, with nine games on, but seven games on Monday, Tuesday, sure. And then the second week, Wednesday with two games is a big streamer. Friday with seven games and Saturday with eight games are streaming target days for us. In terms of the teams that we can stream the most, we've already mentioned the Spurs. They have six games, and four of those are on low-volume days. How much of that is useful for us depends on the status of those guys. But even if they're out, it probably increases their stream value because you get more minutes for guys like Perd, or you get more minutes for stream options like Shamanich, who I apparently was mispronouncing his name, Luka Shamanich, Kata Bates-Diop, um, Trey Lyles in deeper leagues. Uh, there's some value that may be appearing there, but then you get you, know, you guys like Derek Whites and Keldon Johnsons and that returning. You've got the Wizards and the Nuggets with four games as well. And especially when we look at a team like uh, like um, Washington with um, your weird center rotation. So is, is Wagner a stream option on some of those days? Hull Neto's getting minutes with his Schmidt out. So streaming value there. Denver, we're looking at maybe Barton. You're looking at Faku. You're looking at Monty Morris. Um, Zeke Naji in deeper leagues. There's stream value there. The Grizzlies, the Mavericks, and the Pacers all have three quality games over this two-week period. So they're worth paying attention to as well. You can get some nice games by streaming those guys in. Unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors play only four games and literally zero of them are on those um, low-volume days. So yeah, if you, and I've been stressing this for a long time, if you're holding Blunty, who's not a top 200 player this year, you're holding him just for luxury stash purposes. He's definitely the worst player on your team. So you will get exactly zero games out of him. Uh, most likely, over this four-week period. Because, yes, he'll sit there, but if he's your worst player and you've got 10 other guys active, he'll sit on your bench for literally two whole weeks. For a guy that's not a top 200 player and you're holding him for what? I'm not sure. Maybe it feels like I'm hating on James Blunt. Uh, James Blunt, Jesus. James Wiseman. 
But I'm not. I'm just trying to you know, show that this is not a great time period for him coming up with the Warriors having zero quality games. Now, that doesn't have any impact on Steph or Draymond or Oubre or probably even Wiggins. It's more when you're looking at deeper guys. You're looking at your Wisemans. You're looking at deeper league Damian Lee or Kent Bazemore in that scenario. No stream value for those players over that time frame. If we look at back-to-backs, always important because we can maximize our acquisitions for the week in those type scenarios. Uh, 23 teams have a back-to-back. There's quite a lot of them that have uh, two back-to-backs, the Hawks, the Blazers, the Bulls, Rockets, Wizards, Pelicans, uh, Wolves, Nuggets, Thunder, and Pacers all have two back-to-backs. Now, some of those are like a Sunday-Monday heading into the matchup, and some of those are a... uh, or a Sunday-Monday heading out of the matchup as well. But if there the were two we want to really pay attention to, the Rockets have two back-to-backs during that time. So your Wall and Oladipo, the games that they have, the, so they've got a Sunday-Monday heading into the matchup. So Wall or Oladipo, one of those guys probably sits out on the Monday. And then when they come back from the All-Star break, it starts off with a Thursday-Friday back-to-back. So they're probably going to sit out a game there as well. So those games that the Rockets play, the five games that they play, you probably get three games out of Wall and three games out of Oladipo. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's a similar issue because uh, we're talking about Al Horford here. Now, the Thunder have... They don't have any of those leading into the week back-to-backs, but they have five games and two back-to-backs. So you get three games out of Al Horford. That's important to note. Let's look at some stream options of how we're going to attack the week on Monday and Tuesday. We've got uh, streaming options for us there. The San Antonio Spurs and the Denver Nuggets. The Spurs, guys, it really depends. Maybe it's Shamanich. Maybe it's Bates Diop. Maybe it's Lyles. Paddy Mills comes to mind as well as a great stream option. Well, for the Nuggets, you've got injuries there too. Monty Morris could be an option. Faku's an option. Zeke an option. Will Barton's an option of guys that you can stream in on that beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. When we head into... The second week, the real stream option we have there is the Wednesday, Friday. So we're looking at Memphis, Washington, and the Spurs. Memphis, maybe it is Justice Winslow, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark. These guys could all be on waiver wire, so they're good stream options for Wednesday, Friday. The Wizards, you're looking at Neto, you're looking at Wagner, as I mentioned already. Maybe it's Hachimura, maybe it's Bertans if he returns, and then the Spurs, the same as before, just not sure who's going to be around. And then Friday, Saturday, we've got the Wizards with that back-to-back names that I mentioned there already. So they come back from the break with three games in four nights. That's worth mentioning. Um, The Nuggets have the Friday, Saturday. I imagine guys like Harris and Millsap and Green are all back then, so their stream options do decrease. And then Indiana, you're looking at streaming at Doug McDermott, Jeremy Lamb, uh, those Aaron Holiday perhaps, in that sort of scenario. In weekly leagues, players that you can add who you probably get some value out of, I think Pat Mills is definitely worth having a look at. The Spurs have six games, and there's going to be say, at least one of those games where the COVID guys are out, so Mills' minutes will come up. So not only does he get six games, more than 27 other NBA teams, but he gets at least one game with a boost in minutes, so he's an option to look at. Daniel House for the Rockets with those two back-to-backs. You're going to have Wall and Oladipo missing uh, games throughout this period, so he gets a boost in those two games. Shake Milton of the Sixers. There's five games for Philadelphia. Toby Harris, maybe he's dealing with his knee problem continually, while Jared Vanderbilt is available in a lot of different spots. There's only four games for the Wolves, but the fact that Jared Vanderbilt is available in so many leagues puts him as an option for me. In terms of uh, points leagues ads, Josh the Hitman Hart, six games for the Pelicans. You've got to like that one. Jakob Pertl, six games for the Spurs. Now, Pertl's a 12-team league guy as well, but I didn't mention him because he's already rostered in a lot of those leagues. 
Pirtle's a good option. Derek Jones Jr. with six games for the Blazers. He's a good option. And then another Portland Trailblazer, Carmelo Anthony, with those six games really gets helped out. Players to sit in category leagues. We're looking at a um, couple of Lakers. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder, as I mentioned already. Kendrick Nunn. We're assuming Avery Bradley and Tyler Hero are back during this week. And we already see his value taking a hit with Dragic returning. And then I talked about James Wiseman already. Four games and the production for him is not that good to begin with. In points leagues, a couple of Lakers there. Schroeder and Harrell we can sit down. Serge Ibaka of the Clippers and then Al Horford with his three games only. He's a sit-in category leagues there also. Now, we want to have a look at some players returning from injury uh, after the All-Star break. I think it's worth mentioning just some of these names. Kevin Durant will be back most likely after the All-Star break. Anthony Davis won't be straight away. Christian Wood, he might be back before the All-Star break, but he's going to be back after the All-Star break. CJ McCollum, I have doubts about that. Pascal Siakam has been ruled out with COVID or health and safety protocols until the All-Star break, so he'll return after the break most likely. We're looking at... Marcus Smart potentially returning after the All-Star break. DeLon Wright returning after the All-Star break. Jaron Jackson, who bloody knows when that guy's going to come back, so I can't make any uh, any proclamations there. Uh, Kevin Love should be back after the All-Star break. Lowry Markinen should be back after the All-Star break. Cole Anthony's a chance to return, as is Aaron Gordon. Um, Karis LeVert, it looks like his return will be sometime in March, maybe straight after the All-Star break. Well, TJ Warren is going to be a little bit longer for the Pacers. Larry Nance won't be back straight after the All-Star break, maybe another week or so there. Otto Porter could be back after the break. Bogdan Bogdanovich could be back after the break. George Hill could be back after the break. The Nuggets, as I mentioned, Hill, uh, sorry, Millsap Harris and Jermichael Green could be back after the break. Um, Hamadou Diallo will return. Gary Harris, I mentioned already, um, and Torian Prince. We're getting pretty much into, into the depths of things now. But Avery Bradley, Chris Dunn, these guys could be seeing a return come up straight after the All-Star break. Uh, I think, you know, speaking of, of Blazers players, which I did earlier, McCullum and Nurkic, I think, will be a little bit longer uh, away from returning um, Yes, instead of straight after the bake. So there's a ton of guys. Romeo Lankford for the Celtics might be back. There's a ton of guys who could be returning at this point. Good luck over this all-star break period. It can be sometimes tough to navigate, when, especially in a weekly league where you've got to set a lineup two weeks in advance. That can be pretty tough. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.